Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast episode 140. My special guest on today's show is Lee, the frontman from US rock band Pop Evil. And it was an absolutely fantastic chat it was. You're about to find out very shortly anyway. Uh, but we cover a lot of things. I mean, Pop Evil I've been a fan of for a while. Uh, I sort of grew, uh, they grew into my attention when I was living in America. And they're on the local rock station, 98 Rock in Tampa Bay. And they're on rotation. Uh, kept hearing uh, tracks like Footsteps and Torn to Pieces. My kids knew the songs. And I became a fan of the band just through that. And they got two brand new singles right now. One is called Work. One is called Let the Chaos Reign. And they're both fantastic. You can go see the lyric videos on YouTube right now. You can go stream them on various services and whatnot, what you get your music from. But yeah, apart from that, again, thank you for everyone that's been downloading the show. It's been absolutely fantastic this whole week. And I'm very excited to bring you yet another week next week of podcasts. I've just filled up that week, which is great. And I've got more interviews coming as all like all, all the time. And it's great. These bands wanting to talk and my DJ series. I've got some fantastic DJs lined up for that. On this Friday, I've got DJ, or actually tomorrow, I should say, I've got DJ Ram on the show which is absolutely fantastic and then uh next week i'm gonna have a radio dj on there who i'm interviewing on actually uh interviewing tonight uh which is gonna be great so uh yeah lots to look forward to i also got a lot of bands coming up as well so don't worry about that i'm still sticking with the sort of heavy bands but i'm sort of delving into more of my hobbies and whatnot on that side um but yeah without much further ado i present to you lee of pop evil enjoy I'd like to welcome to the show today a very special guest. I have Lee. He is the front man of the U.S. band Pop Evil. Welcome, Lee. Great, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely no problem. All The pleasure is all over this side. Like I was saying before I hit record, uh, I am a fan of the band. Um, I moved to the States back in uh, 2012 and, um, yeah, listened to rock radio religiously for the first couple of years I was there because I wasn't able to work. So, um, sure. like, between that and looking after my kids, um, I sort of got into you guys. I heard, uh, I think it was um, Trenches was the first track I heard of you guys. Yeah. I think that was from um, your 2013 album, Onyx, I think it was. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh Footsteps, which is the huge one. Um that was mm-hmm. like constantly on rotation. Um but also heard uh Torn to Pieces as well. That was another one. A nice slow number. For sure. And uh I'll go for it's another one. <laughs> Waking Lions, which is a bit more recent. Yeah, um, more recent. Yeah, and and just those tracks and like like listen to you guys listen to like it was I I like my kid knew the words to Torn to Pieces. Like she's, oh, I love it. she was like five, six years old and I could hear her in the back seat singing along and it was just, <laughs> it, was, it was that and shine down. She just loved. So I was, it was, it was brilliant. So like I say, like I am a fan of the band first and foremost. So there might be a bit of ass kissing in this interview. <laughs> no, it's all good. All good, man. But, um, no, no, no stress. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I, I don't know if you've been to the UK before or not. That's the only thing I'm sort of like sketchy on. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. We've been, we've been have. several times. So. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. we, we, I mean, we're still we're still fairly new in a way, but we've done we've done uh we've done the uh, um what is the download festival? Oh yeah, yeah. We've done we've done we've done that. We've done the uh, headline circuit as well. Just recently, as last touring season, I think we were there last year. I, I remember I had a I had a what do you call it? I had a 
it was real sick, man, with like uh, my voice was just was, was okay. really hurting me that particular too. That's probably why I remember it so much. But we got <laughs> through it. It was good. The fans were incredible and Excellent. it was awesome. Cool. Well, I was just uh, like, like I said, I, I didn't manage to catch you live in Tampa. You came through a few times to like the St. Pete area um, and uh, into Tampa and stuff as well. And just sort of outside, you know, the usual sort of tour spots out that way. <laughs> I was never able to catch you guys live, which was really like a shame because I like, you know, I like going to gigs, and uh, you know, if you play, like, that's the word. That's what we're known for, too, man. Is the live show? Yeah, but I mean, I got to enjoy you guys on radio, and I actually bought up uh, the album. Um, that's as awesome. well. So I actually own a piece of your music as well, which is somewhere in my collection uh, behind <laughs> I me. Love but, it. I love it. Um, but yeah, no, I should, we're here to talk about. You got a couple of new songs out. Um, yes, you've got uh, a track called "Work," which is the first one I heard. Um, when uh, it got sent through to me uh it's great great track quite quite sort of like slow and methodic if you get me and it's very very heavy it gets very heavy towards the end as well um for sure it was a great track and uh let the chaos reign which was kind of a bit more uh a bit more sort of in your face rock if you will yeah um yep. yeah I, I was just wanting to talk about those tracks actually i mean w- w- like obviously it's leading up to an album at some point um but obviously with the world the way it is what 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 exactly are your sort of like i mean if you have any because a lot of bands i've spoken to don't really have any like concrete plans but what are the sort of plans around them the concrete plans are are tough you know i mean we were uh uh, really going hardcore there in los angeles to finish this record and Mm. of course the the mayor decided they were going to shut down the city so i decided to come back to michigan which is where i'm from to be with friends and family if i was going to be quarantined and and again we still don't know how long it's going to be for so i wanted to be with loved ones and make sure everyone's safe obviously and um now as the u.s and things are starting to reopen It'll be interesting now how we can go about getting this final touches done on this album. But even still, you know, to release it, I mean, there's a lot of variables. Obviously, you want to release new music with tours around it. So it'll be interesting. You know, there's a lot of discussions we'll have to have with the managers and the label and the booking agents and and just uh, try to focus on, number one, keeping everyone safe and healthy. Uh, We do have a female drummer from the UK there. She's uh, in London. So to be able to fly fly her back here whenever we're allowed to, you know, cross border so to speak again yeah. that'll be another thing to discuss um we obviously want to play with her uh, rather than just start here and bring in some temporary drummer for a couple of weeks till mm. we can get her back so that, that, that that's a bit of a challenge as well so there's a lot of variables when we discuss the uh, actual release of the album but right now we're, we feel very fortunate we were able to get these two songs out and kind of stay as planned again pop evil i think the more as we continue to grow we really try to sh- just really show the brand as the duality we're one of the rare bands if the only one that can really swing for the polar opposite opposite of the left and then come to the total other end of the spectrum and go right you know and to, to really release those two singles right off the bat mm. is our way of showing the fan base that look you know what we're the today's today's musical world is very um it's very unique right it's very yeah. uh, social social media it's streaming based it's all about singles i mean albums are who knows if they're going to be around for how much longer they're going to be around that's so, very, so that's albums are are, are Yep. So again, you don't have to put, you don't even go to CD stores or music stores anymore and see us on shelves. There is no shelf. Where's the section you put us in? It's like, it's like one section and it's music, you know, it's all there. So it's, um, 
it's an opportunity, I think, more than ever for bands to be more creative. And, and you know, back in the day and in, in the heyday, as they used to call it, there, you know, one you one big single can change your life. You know, now you have to be more creative. One big single gets on, you know, it gets on the radio or it gets on Radio One or something like that. Mm. You're 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 changed, you know, but here you have to be more creative. I mean, those spots are limited, right? Yeah. Otherwise, they would play all of us on those primetime spots. But you have to be more creative as a band, I think, to find your own opportunity to bring in new audiences right and to yeah. do that we it's very challenging because we play in this genre that has a saying that is rock and roll is dead i mean what the heck is that <laughs> when i hear that i think it's so important to get offended and not offended necessarily for me but get offended for the fans yeah. that is a direct slap in the face the people that go to the download festival there's a hundred thousand people go to that what yeah. do you mean rock and roll is dead you know what i mean it's it's such a ludicrous horrible concept that is kind of people we almost say it laughable and we blow it off that's not cool like that's so important i think that it gets out there in the secular world and people write us off i mean if you look in the united states i mean last time i checked rappers are winning rock and roll grammys i mean that makes no sense like there's barely you know and it reminds me of, of like we can take a lesson of what the country country genre has done for years they didn't care we, we they used to get blown off right like yeah. you think about the 80s and 90s no one cared about country but there was obviously a very strong community for it. It was very big, and they had their own award shows, the CMAs. They did their own thing. They said, look, you don't want nothing to do with us. We're going to set up right here in Nashville, and we're going to make our own thing. And now, of course, this is a very secular market. It's come around full circle. Now yep. it's all about country. Country pretty much is pop music. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. But the thing is, Rock has to take some lessons from some of these things. Like, Why do we have to – number one, we're always so hard on people for changing. Whenever bands go a different direction, we we always abandon. Oh, that's horrible. Why are they doing that? They should keep, you know, it's like we want Metallica to do San Anger over and over and over again. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's what makes it so unique because it's that moment in time. That's what it is. Yeah. And the, even Metallica could never do it again. It's it's already been done. Right. So, yeah. yes, we want we want guitars and we wanted heavy. And we did that from Pop Evil's perspective with Let the Chaos Reign. We even went heavier we've ever gone in our career. And we'll continue to do that. It's just in those early days, we trying to break the band. Our, 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 our uh, back when we started, uh, our our big out. We've always been a radio band, so you know our radio would didn't play the heavier stuff back then. Yeah. Now with bands like Five Finger Death Punch, Bring Me the Rise, and even you know like there, there's more heavy elements that are okay to do. I mean, if you look at Shinedown, they're they're not even as heavy as Five Finger and Bring Me. They've had to mm-hmm. evolve in different directions too. And Shinedown's one of the biggest, you know. And I've had many discussions with Zach Myers from Shinedown on that about how to. How, how it's how it's evolving, you know, and they've been they've been able to, uh, you know, evolve in ways that similar to Pop Evil that they're taking other elements from other genres of music. Uh, and again, we do that, too. We've always done that. We've taken elements from all these different great genres and we put our own Pop Evil spin on it. And the link between them all has been the melodic uh, um, vocal range of my voice. You know, I mean, that's just that's is what it is. I mean, I think mm-hmm. I'm screaming more than than I ever have on this new record. And it's awesome. I mean, I mean, I had to teach myself pretty much how to scream. We never we never did that growing up where i was growing up it was just all about if you could sing that was that was that's what you needed to do but nowadays you know the the screaming element is such a there's such a um beauty to it you know there's such an art to it now that the metal is more infused in, in mainstream as far as rock is concerned than ever before so yeah. there's a lot of borrowing from each genre there's a lot of rock elements and metal there's a lot of meta elements in rock and 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 you know and i think that's awesome because the more we team up together and you think about like download and some of these big festivals that are in a 
in the UK, and I know there's tons without naming naming them all, but uh, the, uh, the downloads one we played, that, that that there's so many influence from rock bands and metal on these lineups, and that's awesome. You know, there's a chance for us both to kind of uh, piggyback off each other and remind people that rock and roll is very much alive and well, and yeah. we're doing it yeah. together, you know? So, again, there's so many things I could talk about that, it, it, again, I try to study it. We're studier of it. The music is such a small portion of it nowadays. It's, you're always thinking about ways to, you know, bring more people. Because, uh, again, how many times have you heard people say this to you? It's like, oh, I don't really like this kind of music, but I like your band. I'm like, well, what kind of, sh- what's that? What do you mean by that? What do you mean? That must mean you do like rock bands. Cause there's play. If you like our band, there's plenty of other good bands like yeah. us that are out there. You know what I mean? Like if you give it a chance, you know, like, and I think what a lot of secular fans don't understand is the pop world, whatever genre is in that pop world, they are all about here today, gone tomorrow. But for rock fans, those are for life, right? Like, think about it. We're still talking about Metallica. They're still relevant. We're still talking about Judas Priest. We're still talking about, look, we just toured with Cheap Trick and Poison. I mean, my Mm. God, these (laughs) bands are still around and they're still doing it. You know, the last time I went to some mall, all I see is old school bands. What about the new bands? But still, again, the good thing I take out of that is – you can have a career for a very long time because your fans, rock fans, metal fans, they are so passionate. And again, that's the beauty. It's just that I think as fans of this genres that we love, we have to be more open for them to find more ways to bring in other fans, right? Songs like Work That I Had, songs like Footsteps. I mean, again, I mean, there's no big heavy rock guitars for like a minute in that song. It, yeah. was, very, it was very experimental at the time. Who would have thought, you know, but again, we empower with the lyrics we make sure we keep it uplifting because that's the one thing great about rock songs that have stood the test of time is they're inspirational, man. I mean, you think yeah. about this pandemic we're in. I mean, doctors can't even help. Nobody has any answers, at least from the U.S. perspective. Nobody. And the last time I watched any TV about the U.K., we're all kind of in the same boat. There's no answers. Nobody knows. But what has stayed consistent? Music. Music's been there the whole time for us. It's there motivating us to stand strong, stand together, stand united, less divided. And that's the beauty, I think, of music. And again, I think the older we get, you know, and the longer we're able to do this, the more responsible I feel to put that positivity out in the world, to set people, let them know that, look, us, again, we might be new to a lot, but we've still been here now over almost 15 years. Mm. We've been doing this to the people that do know Pop Evil and the people that will continue to find us that, hey, man, we're not going anywhere. We're going to put out positivity. We're going to try to embrace you. If you like it, great. If you don't, Guess what? We're going to try to get you next song. We're going to try to get you when you see us live. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep fighting to put out music to get somebody to our to our show. And once they see it and hear the old catalog, they're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I do know this song. Wait, I do like this band. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> next thing you know, they, they become true rock and, and they're and they're born again rockers. You know, so, uh, again, there's a strategy and a method to the madness that you can't just blame someone else. You can't blame radio. You can't blame TV for not playing it. Everybody and every like artistic channel is trying to evolve to to be creative for themselves and you have to do that as a band to you for yourself and create ways to bring more band more fans to you to your to your shows and you can't do that by writing the same song over and over i mean that's just not uh, that's just not who we are that's never who we want who we want it to be and we have to always be striving to write better music that can be more relatable to those peaks and valleys of life you know i think that the more we can relate our music to life um you know the better we feel off the stage and i think the more the the people really cling to our band yeah no definitely definitely i mean you've got in the sort of like the songs that i named earlier the ones that i kind of discovered you guys with they're all mm-hmm. quite they're all different they're not they're not like your same kind of like rock song they they do they do have their own 
um merits their own sort of style to them uh they're all within the kind of rock genre but there's you know there's a there's a sort of um there's torn to pieces which is more like sort of the, the ballady side of things um, right. it's got that slow kind of like build on it and everything and then you've got um like what waking lions and stuff like that it's a bit harder and then you've got the new one the let it let chaos reign again it's sort of it's, it's it's a bit more it's more aggressive but still within that like sort of rock genre um and i totally i totally agree with you when people say that rock is dead it's not it's very much alive it's just that when you come to sort of like popular culture it's not within that scope like i've got a couple of young children and you know that are, they only listen to like rock bands that that i'm playing you know they're not you know well my older one is going out their way to sort of find more but she's at that age now where she's kind of trying to find her own tastes in music but um you know their their friends aren't playing these songs i can i can i can assure that <laughs> right 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 you well, know, you, you so. said, uh, it's interesting you know a lot of times with rock especially uh it's the one genre of music that you can listen to with your folks you know what i mean like you there's not many uh, parents that are listening to a lot of that pop stuff with their kids. You know, no. they're buying it, sure, and they're taking them to the concerts. But, you know, I think about the first time I went and saw Leonard Skinner with my parents. You know, it's like, wow, like this was uh, – to this day, I still love Leonard Skinner. You know what I mean? It's like – and it's because lyrically it was real stuff. Like it's relatable to life, right? We're not talking about just shot, 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 shots that, number one, kids can't drink in the U.S. till they're 21. So they can't relate to that stuff. Like mm. it's just – you know what I mean? There, there, there are songs that – that rockers have that and bands have that that really can be relatable for people at five years old all the way up to grandma and grandpa's age you yeah. know so i think there's a beauty of that like you said you can listen to this music with your kids they're seeing you into the song and they want to be closer to their parents you know like wow dad likes the song too and they don't even realize it when they're that young they just want to be cool like dad and mom you know oh, and it's such it. a good feeling <laughs> as a parent to have that and when we set out to write music I, I never originally thought about that, but of course we do now because there are a lot of little ones now that that, that do follow the band and, and really come to the shows with their parents. And, and that's an honor, man, to be able to have that gift. Nice. But I think it's also an interesting thing with the band name. You know, I mean, the band name's always been pop mainstream, like – like it is almost like we're robots, right? Like you go see corporate America, mm. uh, corporate Great Britain. It's like they want us to walk a certain way. They want us to look. When you look at what's in the, uh, they buy the wardrobe in the in the showcase. They want us to. And, and pop's always been evil for us, which means whatever the mainstream norm is, that's evil. Like you have to think out of your box. You have to think out of the box. Yeah. Find your own identity. Find your place. And when there's been so many great bands that have come before us. How are you going to stand? How are you going to be different? You know, and, and I think the true difference for us is to be we're all influenced by bands that we grew up on. Right. Like we we think about your your iPod or your or your phone, the songs you could go. If I was to go look through your songs, uh, people would be like shocked that maybe, oh, you like that song? Oh, my God. Wait, you like that? And you're like, well, yeah, I do. I like all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah. Same thing with us. We're fans, too. And we like playing all kinds of stuff. And I think it's cooler to me nowadays evolving to see bands that like. Oh, wow. You played a country. I didn't even know that band could play. A oh, they played a hip. Wow. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know. Of course they can. They're musicians. Play the songs. And, you know, we grew up pop. People grew up playing covers. So we had to play everything on the spectrum just to make money. I mean, we, we were we were broke kids and, and we 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 didn't want to work jobs. So we went play. We, we wanted to just work our craft. So we'd go into the we'd go into the bars. We go in the clubs. And we play every song from the – I mean I think that's how I learned how to write hits, you know, because we were playing – everything about a cover show is 
hit songs and yeah. hit covers. And you realize about what moves people from dun, 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 Ray, dun, 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 spec. I mean, I, I've seen my grandma throw down to Pantera. She would not <laughs> like Pantera, but she loves that song. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, wow, this is great stuff. Like how, what makes people come together and it's melody, it's hook, it's fun, catchy choruses. That is truly the gift. And you learn that stuff when you play covers and you, you run the spectrum, right? You don't put yourself in a category. And I think that when I think back in the old days and what, you know, a lot of, especially with rock, there's so much depression. There's so many uh, bad things that a lot of these famous artists that we've all grown and idolized that they, they haven't been able to handle. Yeah. And to me, being one of those artists that are on the road playing songs all the time is very frustrating. It's nothing to look forward to when I have to go get ready for another album and I got to write another Waking Lions or I got to write another Trenches. I already have it. Yeah. It's already in the set. I already prove it nightly that I can rock. I can scream. I can throw down. What else? What haven't I proved? Well, mm. I've never done a song like work. Let's throw yeah. it down. It's got some EDM. It's got some drop. It's got some hip hop. It's got some grooves, but it's also got plenty of guitars and rock. I always, when I think about all the hip hop dudes that I know, they always love the rock bands. They love our band because they're always like, we need more guitars in our stuff. I'm like, exactly. You need way more guitars, way more soaring vocals, and you need people that can sing in your songs. So it's like, we always go back and forth about elements of each genre that we think we could add to theirs. They can add to ours to make it. So it's fun to like, and even country, even the country friends I have, they're like, wow, so cool how you guys do this. It's small. And we're like, well, it's so cool how you guys do that. You know, so it's when you the bigger your band gets, you meet all these other people. There's all there's so many talented musicians and you always want to have your touch and spin on something they do. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's no it's no different than having a feature, you know, and I think that yeah, hopefully we're going to see a lot more of it as now it's it's become more of a singles uh, business. I mean, you think about now how bands make a living is playlist thing. Yeah. It's YouTube. Yeah. I mean, the first time I toured the UK, I was like, well, we don't get any radio here. Very minimal. And even even my friends from the UK, they're like, yeah, but radio is not. And you would be one to tell me radio is different in the UK than it is in the US. It doesn't drive the musical world. And to me, people ask us all the time. They're like, what is the difference? Because they hear about how great European music fans are, especially European rock fans are, because every year uh, US band goes home and brags about you guys because you guys are way better. And American fans understand that, and some of them get chapped about it because they, you know, how that American pride, like we are the best, you know, and they don't, they don't like not being the best fan. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand. You guys, America sits back and waits for fans, right? It gets spoon fed to them, radio, and now it's changing probably, you know, to some degree. But, but if I'm just like lumping it up, European fans, they're used to not waiting for things. They go find it. Yeah. Like they, you guys are going after your music. You're very diligent about like, hey, man, I'm going to find it. I know it's not going to be just given to me out here easily for me to find at radio. I'm not just going to go turn on my station. I'm not going to go turn on my TV. And there it is. They, you guys go find it. And because of that. There's a definitely more of a passion to when you do find it, you own it. You're going to go buy the T-shirt. You're going to go to the live show. People are not like just, oh, I'll go see him next time here. Like people understand. And a lot of their favorite bands overseas are, are American bands. Yeah. So they realize how expensive it is. And they, you guys have heard all the excuses, right? <laughs> oh, why don't you come play the UK? Oh, well, well, okay. 
guess what? We've heard it. So when bands actually do make that sacrifice, you guys get you guys appreciate that differently. And you're like, we're going to go support them because we know how hard it was for them to get here. We're going to go support them. And not only you're just not going to go to the London show, you're going to go all over. You're going to see us. You're going to do the whole thing. You're going to get on the tram and you're going to come see us in every city around England Mm. to go do it. And some you might even go take the train over and go and go see us in Paris. You know, what I mean, we've had tons of fans do the same thing. So it's a. it's definitely there's a pride there for rock and, and, and there are bands that is so infectious for us that like it, when we don't go to England or when we don't and, and get to Europe in general, we get I mean, my, our band gets upset. It's like, why are we not going there? And I know there's so many variables to play a role, but mm-hmm. it's it's become such a it's it's become such a a thing uh, such a thing we all look forward to because you almost need that when you play for European fans. It's it's. Dude, you know, you've been to American shows like think about it, like at the start of an American show for an opening band. What do people do? Silence. You can hear the birds chirp. But dude, an opening. I remember going over there for Five Finger. We played. It was our first time we toured. uh, And again, Five Finger was still pretty big, but they uh, they weren't nearly as big as they are now. But they were still definitely packing rooms. Mm. But they had no idea who Pop Evil was. They were clapping before we hit the stage like it was a soccer game. I mean, this, these are events. This is chill stuff. And then, of course, when we came out, they're ready to throw down. They didn't even know who we were. I remember even I did an interview in Paris, the first time I played Paris. And it was, uh, and we played the Bataclan before all that went down. It was just an epic room. Yep. First time there. And the, the, even the interviewer's like, look, it's your first time to Paris. I got to remember. It's, it, you got to be remember. It's kind of like playing New York and L.A. It's not very good. People might not be there. They might not be into <laughs> you right away. They were wrong. They were through the roof for us. They'd never seen us. They're singing the words because, again, people are going to the YouTubes. They're going to the channels. They not, they, if they see you playing with, with the American bands that they love, they're going to look at you. Wow, this band must be – let me look into it. You know, People in the U.S. are a little lazier. They're like, oh, we, we don't show up for opening bands. That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. We're here for Metallica. We're going to be here right at 10.50. If Metallica goes on at 10, we'll be here at 9.59. You know, it's like that's yeah. just the American way. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate. So trying to change that is, is is doing interviews, letting artists speak that we understand, that we're watching, that we're not just giving you the stock answer. And that's the thing that argue that, that upsets me too with interviews is I don't think – again, I try to do every interview. And you know bands, sometimes they don't even have the singer do it. They have somebody else that's not involved do the interviews. Uh, I think that's that, that's not going to help this. Like people and fans are smarter than ever, right? They know they're on our social media. They know what's going on. They're not stupid. They want to hear about what what is real, and that's real. Like we're watching as fans. We can, we're watching you just like you're watching us, you know. And we want we want to tell you and educate. Like, look, man, if you guys actually did this, this might help it. Fans will respond to that if you just tell them. Yeah. But if you give them the stock answer, like, how's the album? That's good, man. Cool. Here's the release date. You know, thanks a lot for the interview. <laughs> Peace out. Like that doesn't help, man. Like that doesn't help this. Like no. we all need each other to 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 really change the dynamic. And I think that's another thing that frustrates me about where rock was. It's like, again, people were on stage, a lot of rockers on stage, like they're bigger than everybody and not want to do interviews, not want to do press, too cool for school. They show up late, first ones to leave. Guess what country artists were doing? They were sitting in these places and in these small bars, signing every autograph, taking every picture till the last person left. Mm, yeah. Till the last person left. They were doing all the interviews, doing it all because they weren't too cool. Look at what country is now. Yeah. Like, look where country is now. Look where rock is now. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just, again, we have to, we have to be control our own destiny. We have to look ourselves in the mirror at the end of the day. 
Pop Evil Ain't Better Than Nobody. We're just trying to make music, man, that can make a difference. If you don't like our band, then go listen to someone else. It's that simple, dude. It's not, this isn't trying to make a vaccine for the COVID-19 here. This That's real problem issues. Uh-huh. We're trying to make music, dude. Like it's simple. It answers normal questions about the music. If you don't like your music, listen to something else. But if you respect what I'm saying, you respect the interview, and you like the music, then let's roll. Yeah. Let's roll. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it, it's just people make this so complicated and it's just it gets frustrating for me. And again, I just want to be honest, I want to be real, spit, spit it honest. And I think we do that on this record more than ever. I think this is a statement record for us. So Excellent. I can't wait to get it out. And obviously I'll ramble. I'll talk you real fun. Oh, no, 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 okay. Again, this is this. <laughs> this is life for me, man. This is life for me. This no, is 24-7. I, I, I can definitely feel that. And this is why I like like the long form interviews that I do with artists. Because like you don't, I could I could simply have like cut this to you got a new song, it's great, awesome, you know, and that's totally. it. You know, how's the pandemic? You know that kind of stuff. But you know, with with the, I mean, the way you're speaking, the passion you have behind your 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 words as well, which is, I mean, like it's it's a, it's it's great. I mean, I, I like I said, I was a fan of your music beforehand. I'm looking forward to this album, um, and. You know, and I'm just like going back to what you said, like things like the life, like we go after music as a sort of like culture generally to find it, sure. especially the rock and the metal genre. Um, and like when I was over in the States, I was kind of spoiled because like I would say spoiled. It was great because the radio was playing. Obviously, I, I discovered you guys. I discovered uh, bands like Nothing More um and sure. and um uh just like more i i knew about shine down but sort of got into them more and you know blackstone cherry and all that kind of lot you know the sort of heavy rock yep. genre sort of side of things um sure. along with like the constant classics that they play as well but because you guys were on that playlist as well it puts you in that echelon for me of like you know you've got your metallicas you've got your um um uh slipknot you've got your uh papa roach and limb biscuit and all those sort of bands and you guys are getting played alongside those bands as well on a regular basis yeah which is no amazing. i mean you're, you're right i mean and it's a different era you know we came up and look all those bands you mentioned in the upper echelon they were around in the heyday right yeah. so they were they're kind of Shoot. I mean, the reason you are writing about bands and are interested, the reason I'm doing it are because of a lot of those bands, you know, for both of us. You know, I mean, those were the bands that were our role models. Um, It's awesome that they're still doing it to this day, which there's so many that we loved back then with them that are not. Mm. But, you know, we came up um, in a whole different era, right, where the rock star or that big rock band wasn't wasn't really put on the pedestal the same way that those bands were. Look, they were in the heyday of the MTV generation. I mean, rock was pop back then. It was huge, you know, and um, now it, it was definitely, definitely challenging. So to have us still played with them and, and have us lasted as long as we have, I mean, it's a huge honor. There's no doubt about it. But now it's like, OK, we have to educate, let it go, challenge those bands like you just mentioned to that. We're, we're, we're growing, too. Right. We're not putting out stuff we put out on our first album or our second album isn't going to cut it now. No. You know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we have to grow these fans. And again, we need younger, we need younger audiences. Like how are we going to grow and graduate when we don't get, if we just get seen by the same crowd. And to be honest, a lot of people that are younger aren't listening to those, up uh, those, any of those bands the same way. I mean, look, Papa Roach is a great example of how they've been able to reinvent themselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they went from possibly look at so many of those bands around Papa Roach in that era are irrelevant to some degree. Mm. You know, I mean, they don't they don't do the same things. Uh, I mean, look, Papa Roach just had hits just recently. You know, they're still doing they've been able to continue and grow and challenge. And obviously, I know Jacoby is awesome guy and he it goes to show his passion and energy is very similar to mine. Like he he's he's very diligent about 
understanding the trends, staying focused, trying new things. I mean, what was it? Uh, Born for Greatness, I think, was one of that. The, 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 the recent ones that, again, totally, totally different experiment with different sounds. He's always yeah. had a hip hop background himself. Very similar to me. Um, and, and he can sing. You know, he's got the soaring vocal. He's not afraid to really dictate around a 16 or eight bar phrasing in his verses. He'll spit. He'll he'll sing. He'll he'll move in and out of the pocket. I mean, those are those are great things that we study as lyricists myself, you know, like, okay, what are again, we're not studying always the same rock guy. We're studying people outside of our genre to bring new elements to our genre. You know what I mean? Because so many people in our genre, I mean, how are you going to be better than Chris Cornell? How are you going to be better than Eddie Vedder? How are you going to be? You're not. You know, what I mean, it's the same thing. Those guys would say, how are you going to be better than Elvis? How are you going to be better than the who? How are yeah. you going to be better? Everyone has it right. You just have to be you. Yeah. It's the fans will decide your era who's good and bad. And you have to stand the test of time more than ever. I mean, you could shoot if you would have told us back in our day, we put out five albums. You'd be like, man, you're retired and living in your gold crown. <laughs> now it's like you need 10, you need 10 to 15 albums nowadays. It's like, and it's funny, you know, you talk about Papa Roach, I mean, or even five finger, what are they? I think they're on five finger eight, F8 or something like so, they've yeah. already put up. Yeah, they've already put out eight albums. My God. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, it's just, and no one puts out albums faster than five finger. I mean, they play games, but still, you know, yeah. it's like, it's just you need and look how big they are. And there are only eight albums like it's just it's it's such a different element. You got to just keep pushing, got to keep pushing. Yeah. And uh, and again, it's this business is about the next song, the next single, the next album. And nowadays um, you can't you can't make a comfortable living without having touring going by. Right. You can't just you can't afford to have one or two big hits and then sit out for two years mm-hmm. like pop artists can. Look at I mean, I just read this article on Adele. Like, oh, yeah, she hasn't been here in five years, but she, I mean, dude, how can you afford that? Well, she sold bazillion, you know, she sold in the millions, multi-million without even playing one show, I remember the last, I mean, like, rock stars don't do that. Rock stars now are the janitors of the music business. We have to play every night. We have to play on the weekends. We have to play during holiday hours. Like, that's how we, that's how we grind, man. It's very blue collar. It's a very blue collar format. And and we're proud of it. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not afraid to get our feet wet. We're not afraid to go clean the toilet with our hands. Like we'll scrub the toilet. Like we'll we'll go do it. Let's go yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, and all those bands that you said that are still around from the heyday, they they were they weren't afraid back then. They're certainly not afraid now. No. And um, you know, we try to take from that ourselves go ahead yeah no it's, i was gonna say it's definitely it's like that i mean I, like my my background i was in a band um back in back in the sort of um early 2000s and uh we're in a sort sure. of uh, we're a sort of like genreized into the sort of new metal scene so that whole rap metal thing the hip-hop element um i was actually the scratch dj in the band so i was very oh, much right, the awesome. hip-hop element um yeah <laughs> um, um mm-hmm. but you know and and uh, the sort of like the the the, the toil that, that that young bands go through that you don't sort of see a lot is that sort of like we called it the toilet circuit in this country um where sure. it's like you know the small pubs the small uh, clubs the small venues basically that yep. that you, you go around for a few years you keep you hone your craft basically and you kind of work your way up until totally you know and that's where it kind of rocks going back to almost as well which is i guess it's kind of a good thing because everything has to sort of go down before it goes up again um and we did have a boom like that new metal era was a boom for the metal industry, you know, uh, sure. with, with Papa Roach, Biscuit, Corn, Incubus, Defta, all bands yep. that are still around today. Um, you know, and they're, they're, they're the sort of like, what I would sort of say the, the current classics, if you will, you know, cause you've yeah, got your yeah. sort of like your, your hey, heyday with Metallica, Megadeth, 
all that kind right. of like th- those bands and stuff like that but that that genre was like when i was a teenager basically that new metal sort of like movement came in and and yeah you know it, it it just sort of like i'm just waiting for that 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 next kind of like rise again which i i do see coming there's a there's a plethora of of, of like quality music out there um it just needs to be discovered you know well i, I think too the good things happen at least from the uh the U.S. standpoint is, is look, we're finally getting hopefully this pandemic doesn't slow this movement down. But we finally got some great promoters here that have studied the European festival circuit. OK, so they understand about bringing more of us together and getting seen by as many people as possible. And and, and let's be real, like people. I, I saw this thing the other day that said the average person sees their favorite live band twice in their lifetime so you think about that like that the average i mean people are busy right you got yeah. kids you're doing your thing people got schoolwork, they got lives they're not they're not always going to concerts the way other people so the average person maybe sees you twice twice in their lifetime you know so if that's the case the more we can get festivals around and they're putting hey man i got two shows they're spending on and more money's going to be tight for a lot of people especially when this pandemic is over that if they can only go to so many shows a year they're going to go to those big festivals right there's yeah. there's so many people even in the uk they they hey if i can't go to them all you know i'm going to go to the big festivals they wait every summer and they pick their ones and they go so it, it, the the thing was in the us when we started i mean the biggest festivals were probably around between 30 and maybe 40 if we were lucky, you know, and now after studying, you know, these great festivals that go anywhere between 100 and 200,000, you know, the ones in, in, in Europe. And, uh, you know, if once they study that, now we've been able to get closer to over 50, 60,000 and, and plus, you know, so now America is starting to get used to, wow, there's these big festivals. Now we can go and see all these bands together. I mean, we had a couple this this year that Metallica was going to do three or four of them. I, we were on a couple with them. Yeah. And, um, of course, James had um, some rehab issues he had to attend to. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So they've all been postponed anyways. Yeah. But when you can get those mega bands in, they obviously draw the uh, the. Uh, uh, the, the, let's say the the average fan, right? The average fan is not doing this regularly. When you can bring those averages up and a lot more people can see all these other great bands underneath, guess what? Now they're more likely to maybe see you more than two times a year, right? Because they're like, wow, I had fun. That was a lot of fun. And again, obviously people in Europe have been doing this a long time. And they go to way more than two shows. But, but um, you know, it, it's that's a good sign. That, that we can create this community and we can grow it from the inside out. And yeah, the, there can be more opportunity. Obviously, the more people that come, guess what? We don't have to play that toilet circuit, right? Because if those toilet circuit rooms start to sell out more and more, well, then guess what? Promoters are going to bump it up to the next bigger venue and then yeah. so on. And then the more people you have, because that's what makes it really challenging, right? Because I mean, let's be real. There's only so many bands that can headline arenas yeah. in the rock world and they can't necessarily do it by themselves. Maybe there's just enough that you could count on one hand that could actually do it by themselves and even them they'd probably be arguing so that they would need help to support so the the more that we can create other big bands the more likely you're going to get more people to come out because let's be real i mean if you can only have so many bands headline then how many times do people want to go see that i already saw metallica i already saw bring me headline it last year you know what i mean like how many you know there's only so many bands if we're not creating other bands that are rising alongside them 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Then it, it creates more opportunities for all of us and those bigger bands in the in, in the long term. Because let's be real. I mean, if they just squeeze the promoters for X amount of dollars and you're a big band, yeah, yeah. how many years do you have to sit out before you ha- can get it again? You can't hit them up the next year. Can't hit them up, can't hit them up arguably in two years. Yeah. And they just keep regurgitating before that band – you know, is is broken. You want to keep that band worth it and not being played out. And uh, so they, there's a lot of things that we have to do together as a team, as a community to to create more opportunities for everyone and especially the fans. So um, totally. it'll be interesting. Look, we're just one band trying to do our part. But the more we can educate and, and, and uh, one person at a time, one fan at a time to understand that this takes everyone that, uh, you know, hopefully we can be one day closer. And if, if not for our band. Hopefully for the next bands coming up, it gives them more opportunities to actually want to play a real instrument rather than just try to play a guitar on your on your smartphone. Right. Yeah. Like, let's be real. There's so many electronic and DJ things now going on that it's it really takes away from the beauty of learning a guitar, or playing it in your parents' basement, and taking it to taking it to the main stage. You know, I mean, there's a beauty. Uh, there's something very American. There's something very British about. I mean, again, the two countries are so similar that like starting from the ground up, right? Like, yeah. like learning to play in your small and especially in England, there's, uh, there's so many small spaces to, to find yep. places to play. It's hard <laughs> to find unless you're out, you know, in the, in, in the Valley or you're out in the, in the, in the, uh, farm areas. So like, it's hard to find places to play, you know, without people yelling, you're basically in those big cities in England, you're on top of each other. So yeah. it's, it's, but that's the beauty, right? It's finding a place to play, learning how to play your instrument, sometimes sucking at it in those circuit areas. And then next thing you know, you're playing for legions of fans and you you got good somewhere along the way. That is rock. That is the beauty of it. That is the American way. That is the British way, man. Like you just take it, it starts with the dream and you take over the world. I mean, I can't tell you, know, I mean, how many British bands have have, have become massive successes over here and you know how many American bands want to be massive successes your way. So it's just, it's just, it's it's an awesome, that never changes, right? So that's, I think the beauty that we want to try to inspire the youth is to, no, pick up a real instrument, man. It can change your life. There's nothing cooler. I don't care how the world gets crazy. There's nothing cooler than being able to play the guitar, the bass, the drums. Nothing being able cool than singing in your shower and taking to, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. So again, man, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's uh, talk, it got to talk your ear off on this. Nah, stuff. That's right. I mean, sure, it's, it's, that, it's the whole ethos of like the hard work pays off, basically. It, it's, 100%. You know, man. to sort of like summarize it in, 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 in my way. I like I always say, like, whenever you're doing anything, you know especially if you're learning an instrument or anything like that like i dj like you know that that was my thing i i'm a vinyl dj so it kind of you know it it, i'm a scratch dj if you will sure um and and you know i put myself through through like just like last year for instance i put myself through putting a, a video of me doing scratch dj stuff up online every day last year you know yeah, um, yeah. and i made I a point it. of doing it like 365 days of it and i did it you know i went through and i did it and That's I, awesome. I achieved it. but i could see from watching it from the first one to the last one like just sort of picking out random ones and seeing how much better I got at that sort of techniques and, and yeah. everything. I mean, I almost, I almost think it's hard work, but it's also persistence pays off, right? Like oh, yeah. it, it, it's today's world is so you the haters are so, they have so much more access to everyone, right? Like they'll put something up, like we'll put a new video up on YouTube. Immediately it's got hate on it. Of course, like you're going to, you're going to see it. So you have to be persistent. You can't listen to any of it. Like you said, you got, you're posting this up during 65 days every day. Yep. Who cares what anyone else says? You're doing that for you. Yes, it's hard work, yeah. but it's also persistence. Like you're not afraid to just, I got to keep going. This is my dream. I know I was born to do this. I have to prove it. I'm going to keep proving it to myself every day, you know, and, and that's, and that's the challenge, you know, and, and that, that, 
persistence is hard work and it yeah. leads to more obviously you got to work harder to get better and you know we're studying the game studying why do the fans not like my one post or but they like this you know like okay <laughs> well, what am i doing that that's working what am i doing it that's not working so yeah. um yeah for sure cool for sure. cool well i've got a couple of questions left for you lee if that's all right yeah. and yeah. i can let you so get on course. the rest of your day um yep. But um, yeah, basically these are my sort of like uh, my sort of like roundup questions, if you were the kind of like yep. generic ones. But um, what I want to find out: um, three albums that really kind of like um, shaped you in the musician that you became or have become, like the the one that made you want to pick up a microphone. That sort of like, oh, man, they, they would have been albums for yourself. Yeah, they would have been Pearl Jam records for sure. Oh, I nice. mean, right around the rock world i mean uh, definitely the early nirvana ones too i mean uh, i i think that that was right around the time when i was and again i grew up in michigan so it was a lot yeah. of kid rock eminem you know but but in the, before all that it was look the nirvana stuff happened and who who didn't get especially it was all over the u.s who didn't get uh, affected by that in some way mm-hmm. that right around that was the time because learning nirvana songs were kind of easy they're bar chords so uh-huh. you could be like oh <laughs> check out this nirvana song i could play you know so that was kind of fun it it took the uh i guess it was it was for being a, a, a generation x youth i was like look man i can i can play this though i can play the guitar like this is cool this is rad you know and i could rebel on that and then of course the uh pro jam 10 or even uh vitology was huge because uh then that's when i really knew that i wanted to sing you know and i mean uh, seeing that that wild element of yeah. Eddie Vedder that he could he could be wild jump off stages and go in the crowd but he could also have his eyes shut acoustically and just make you want to just cry your eyes out because yeah. he could just he could just again to me he could go from the extreme left to the extreme right he could give you the intensity that I always admired like I was a singer but sometimes I want to be reckless and break windows mm. you know but sometimes I want to <laughs> just be cool or just be calm you know like that was Eddie controlled it like he was able to go and basically turn into the Incredible Hulk and then be back to be back to his other uh, his other self, like Mm. within within flipping a switch, so to speak. So those two albums were big. Um, Obviously, the Kid Rock albums were big, you know, about the Eminem albums were big for me because, again, that's when I started having my pride for my state. And again, that's big in the U.S. You know, it's very state driven from sports to music. It's like, look, this is this is my this is my country. This is my world. And it may be a state to you, but this is my country. We're by the lake. You know, this is Michigan. You know, so you really develop that American state pride. You know, so those kind of bands really made you. You know, because when you grow up in Michigan or anywhere else other than New York or L.A., like or New York or California, like it's like you just like, uh, I guess we don't even matter because everything you hear in the U.S. is so L.A., New York driven that mm. it's like, oh, well, I'm from Michigan. What, who, what happens there? Nothing. So when you get those bands that actually come from where you're in the backyard, you're like, yeah, it is cool that I'm from here and I'm not from New York and L.A. and I'm cool with that. You know, so th- those kind of albums were very pivotal and me being OK with where I came from, you know, and. I think those were the earliest ones that kind of set yeah. up my well, that's, my uh, passion. That's a good like diverse selection. I mean, you've got the kind of like the the sort of the grungy rock with obviously the Nirvana and Pearl Jam side of things, but you've got the kind of yeah. like, crossover stuff. Like you got Eminem who did crossover with the rock crowd, and you got yeah. Kid Rock who did literally have rap and rock in his music. Yeah, <laughs> still does. And right. um, no, I was uh, I was actually going to mention Kid Rock earlier but when we were talking about festivals and stuff, and him. I remember. Um, when I was over there, he had his tour and it was like, it was only like 20 bucks a ticket. He made sure it was only like $20. So yeah. People could get in and watch the show. And it was him. Mm-hmm. I think Leonard Skinner was easy top. Yeah. I remember that too. It was a great tour. Yeah. And I was just like, it's just stuff like that. You know, it's just kind of like, 
you know that that sort of like attitude as well of making sure that you, you know your sort of demographic of fans you know they're not going to pay the 200 dollars a ticket you know whereas here you right. get sort of like the sort of classic british bands they come over they they say come over here they live here but they they come here and they play but the tickets like 150 pounds which is like 200 dollars yeah and it's just, like, just totally yeah. outprices like a lot of the sort of like you know general fans on that front but i thought that was a really good thing that that he did on that front just to sort of like he, i mean he's uh, he's a he's a definitely a, a favorite of mine he's always been a people's person he's always i mean he's from detroit right so it's yeah. very very blue collar a lot of struggle a lot of his friends around him a lot of the people that are close with him i mean i'm friends with a lot of them myself they, they they're real people you know they they yeah. they don't have the extra money to throw down but they 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 not only go to kid rock shows that they go to our shows too but they go and they're there till the last song they're there we getting the last beer at the table everybody's benefiting so why rate those people in the wallet you know what i mean it's like yeah. let's let those people have a good time let's not take advantage of them and then when we come back and play again they're going to come see us again you know and uh, he's very much been a pioneer of understanding the the fan you know and and doing things i obviously he's in a position to be able to do it too he's a very uh, yeah he's been very blessed he's very well off to be able to do that you know not a lot of bands can do that but he's uh he's always been a pioneer for trying to do what's affordable and give his fans the best experience and and he's one of the best live performers i've ever seen hands down he's 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 unbelievable for a guy to to be able to do it and stayed relevant as long as he has he's he's incredible he's one of my favorites i love bob no definitely it shows a good fun show to go to um for sure but yeah no that's what i just really liked i just like the sort of like obviously like you say he's in a position to be able to do that and obviously not yes yes but like to bring him and like um zz top and everything i was just like this for 20 dollars you know yeah that's that's exactly he's he's still gotta pay them he's still gotta pay those bands oh yeah totally totally it's it's uh it's it's incredible that they were able to pull it off and and again everyone loves good rock and bob and they 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 probably wanted to tour with him too you know we played with him a handful of times over the years and and his musicianship i mean his 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 uh persistence for excellence is always is always so fun to watch and it's hard not to be like even when you're not and he's up there on the dj booth scratching too as a dj yourself you can appreciate that it's like dude what can't this guy do it's amazing (laughs) you know so it's uh fun to watch awesome well my last question for you lee is um what hobbies do you have outside of music so when you're not yeah doing pop evil related things um what 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 do you do to kind of unwind well not counting the pandemic because the pandemic has taken a lot of different situations try to unwind just getting outside and michigan's been kind of cold it's finally warming up today so i'm excited after the interview to actually go inside and do something without having to put a coat on but um normally golf golf and i do a lot of cool um that's been a nice release any kind of sporting thing um getting down to the lake getting the bonfire out with the can with the with the acoustic guitar just getting to play a little bit this has been nice about this quarantine i i normally am not playing because by the time we tour so much that by the time i get home i just want to see the fan i don't want to have to go play certainly not sing pop evil songs you know but now it's been nice i I have when i play i do like campfire versions of the song so i I play in my way just so i can it's just it's just more fun for me because i can focus on the 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 voice and singing the songs so um it's been fun to kind of get back on the guitar and you know, get back to some of these campfire versions of these songs that I do that it just makes it more fun because I'm around more family and they all want to hear them. So I, I guess it's been nice. And of course, with the new music, getting that done. So, uh, yeah, just that. I'm going to try to get golfing here this week now that things are reopening. But that's all I've had time for in the past 10, 15 years to do okay. is golf extra. By then, I'm back on the thing. So it'd be nice to do some other things here if I get the year off to just kind of 
to see what else those hobbies, uh, what else I can do, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, I play golf myself, to be honest with you. So, Dude, right, we'll have yeah. to go, man. Next time we're out there, we'll have to go. This The, the best courses are your way, so for sure. They so. are. They are. Florida had some nice ones. I'm not gonna, yes, you know. I was just going to say, well, Florida, you were kind of like with Florida, did have some good ones, yeah. for sure. Yeah, no, we've got some nice ones where I live. Uh, my brother used to be a pro, so um, oh, wow. it's kind of in the family, if you will. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not very good. Like, I'm, I'm all right. I can, you know, hit the ball. But, sure, uh, sure. <laughs> You're better than me, I'm sure. I'm probably triple bogey these days i was about bogey when i stopped but i'm probably triple bogey now man who knows no my putting lets me down so yeah yeah my long long game's brilliant it's fine i can hit that ball oh wow you know but the short game days no (laughs) (laughs) cool well lee thank you very much mate i really appreciate your time um yeah man absolutely fantastic to speak to you like i said before i'm a fan of the band and it's been an absolute pleasure um i love hearing well my pleasure likewise right back uh, at you yeah, good luck with everything. Um, hopefully, once this whole thing blows over and the world reopens, we'll have you guys over here. And uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be there. I look forward to that, man. I look forward to meeting you in person as well. Cool, excellently. Thank you very much, man. Sound good. Be safe, you and the kids and the fam, and uh, hopefully we'll see you then soon. You too, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Bye.